Good evening, everyone. We're back. Did you miss us? I hope so. I missed you. But welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles with Pastor James. And he's decided he's going to go back into John chapter 5. Was it chapter 5 you said, Pastor? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So take it away, Pastor James. All right. Well, I'm glad we're back on, Dorothy. Yeah. I miss not hearing from you. That time I was kind of worried for a little bit. But the God that we serve is more than enough to take care of everything we need. So anyway, uh, the reason I decided to go back to John, the fifth chapter, is because people need miracles. And that's to encourage them. Now, miracles don't save people, but it will encourage you. The more you witness something, and if you read where the word says, because he said, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And because of that, we want to go back to see what uh, the testimony about Jesus back in the old, back in the New Testament. So let's start with uh, chapter five and the first verse. And because of the the, uh, certain things that we need to understand, like what they talk about feasts or appointed times, it's not just, oh, for us to celebrate and stuff. There are certain things that happen in the atmosphere. It comes down through the atmosphere to come down to the children of God. Like uh, the things that happened this time was March the 16th, April the 7th, and April the 8th. And right now, we're in the middle of what they call the Passover. And most times, when we look at the Passover, we think about the uh, death angel coming to the uh, the firstborn of every house. And if there was uh, the lamb's blood there, he would pass over. But the rest of the thing was there was uh, atmospheric changes at that time. It was like fire coming down from heaven and eventually we did see the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud as i say it changes the atmosphere when we when we're attuned or understand what is the the appointed times of god and right now this is one of them this is when it's not time to be frightened it's not time to be scared yes things are happening in this earth things are happening in the atmosphere that's because people will have failed to love God. Oh, I love God. He's all right. No, you don't. If you love God, then you'd obey God. Those that love God loves his word and obeys his word. When you can't find something to look at, then find something else. Don't watch these uh, shows with all this demonic stuff on there and stuff and sexual in the windows and things like that. Get back to the to the word right now a lot of people who you say well i'm too busy i'm working and all that now you got plenty of time who knew that god would be able to or would do it close up the earth all at the same time i mean he shut down the earth and people just don't realize he's trying to get us to repent before we say well i'll go to church someday i when i feel like it now you can't go and people are calling me up. I want to go to church. I want to get back to church. Well, if you were going to church at the first place, you would have found that church is not in the four buildings or the four walls. It's in us. 
And because it's in us, which means a body of believers, then the Holy Spirit dwells within us. And our body is called the living stone. And because of these things, when the uh, change of the atmosphere and stuff comes, you will receive the, the word of God that comes to life in you. It's like a river that moves. And because of this, you're able to do things that you've never been able to do before. I've seen, as I say, miracles all the time. That's why it's called signs, wonders, and miracles. I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen deaf ears open. And people that couldn't speak started speaking again. I've seen legs grown out. I've seen people heal the scoliosis of uh, lupus and things like that. Why don't everybody see them? Because they're not attuned to the what we call the feast or the appointed times. And understand, this is when you need to reach out. This is when you really need to be fasting and praying. And when you do these things, then you receive from God. But you got to be prepared to receive. A lot of people just just don't understand. But anyway, let's read the word here. It says uh, John, the fifth chapter in the first verse. After this, there was a feast in Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And there at Jerusalem by the sheep, uh, market, a pool, which was called in the Hebrew song Bethesda, having five porches. And now here's the thing. When it says five porches or five gates and stuff, the thing is, gates are there to keep things in and out. All right? Remember what he said, the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. So there's an in and out where you don't want to go in. You want to stay out, but the doors are open for you. That's why when Jesus healed that uh, paraplegic man, he told him, he said, go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. So that's why you have to have to really watch out for what the, what the word says and how the word tells us to do things. That's why he said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You've got to be on the word. You've got to be understanding. The word is what gives you life. It's the word that helps you. Let's keep on going. And these laid a great multitude of important, of blind, halted, and withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whoever was the first after the troubling of the water stepped in, was made whole from whatever disease he had. Remember, I was telling you there's certain times and seasons. That's what it, uh, Solomon wrote. There's a time and a season for everything. In other words, know the times and seasons. Edicard, which was one of the children of Israel, they understood the times and seasons. That's why they prospered. See, and right now, as I said, with the fear People's fear coming up. Fear does not move God. You hear me? What moves God is people that repent, people who are calling out to God. When they realize you can't do nothing without him, everything comes through him. All right? And it says, and a certain man was there, the fifth verse, who had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. I hear people complaining now. I've been sick for 10 years. I've been sick for 15. This man was sick for 38 years. You hear me? 
but he still had faith. Because if he didn't have faith, he never came to that pool. Now, here's the thing that was written about that pool at that time, that uh, once a year, the angel name Raphael, which means God is my healer, would come down and trouble the water. And when Raphael would come down and enter into the water and trouble it, the first person that got in got the blessing. No matter what, they got the blessing. And he believed it, and he was still trying to get there, right? And then it says, the sixth verse, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he'd been there a long time in that case, he said unto him, will thou be made whole? He asked the question. See, that's the thing about Judaism. They don't think the way we do. Neither does God. In other words, he asked one question, will thou be made whole? In other words, will you receive shalom? The important man answered and said, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. But why am I coming? Another steps down before me. In other words, somebody else gets the blessing. I want the blessing, but I can't get it if I don't have somebody to help me get in. Jesus said unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately was the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. On the same day was the Sabbath, a time and a season, appointed time. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, it is the Sabbath day, and it is not lawful or right for thee to carry thy bed. Now here this man has been sick. This man has been trying to get to uh, to be healed, and yet still he hasn't been able to. And here's he done stepped, done, done, done got a word from God, and got healed. He they shouldn't complain because he didn't step in the water. He got a word from God to be healed, and he answered them. He said that he uh, he that made me whole, the same said unto me, take up thy bed and walk. Then asked he him, what man is that which said unto thee, take up thy bed and walk? And he said, and he that was healed, listen to that past tense, healed, knew not who it was, for Jesus had converted himself among the multitude, being in that place. In other words, Jesus hid itself. Why did Jesus hide itself? Because if you start studying the word and just uh, and have an understanding, because this is all you're getting, getting an understanding. God hides things. In fact, the, the first letter of the Hebrew letters is called Aleph. And Aleph means the head. It means uh, silence. It means about a thousand different things. But if you read it backwards, that's why Jesus said the last shall be first, the first be last. It ain't talking about people. It was talking the key and how to understand the word. So if you turn the word backwards, and read it. The word alpha means mystery. God hides things. He don't like lazy people. He wants people that's going to come after him with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength to learn of him. That's why Jesus said, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. He wants to change our attitude. You know why people argue? Because they got their egos in the way. And the Bible teaches us very clearly to crucify our flesh daily. But see, the thing is, what does flesh mean? It means ego. Crucify our ego daily. 
will not argue. When people bring up something to you, you look at them and say, God bless you, or I love you, or something like that, or just don't say anything. If they keep on arguing, you got to remember, they're going to have to deal with God. But if you argue back, you're going to have to deal with God. We want to crucify the things of the flesh. We want to crucify the things that are caused by the flesh to cause you to sin against God. God hates sin. And because he hates sin, which is rebellion, and rebellion is the same as witchcraft to him, that means you're fighting against him. So your job is to stop whatever is going on. Somebody hurts your feelings, be like a duck and let the water roll off your back. You remember, you stand out of trouble by letting them go ahead and argue. Then it says, uh, he said under to them, um, let me get down to the right scriptures here. Let's get to the 11. And he answered them, he that made me whole, the same said unto me, take up my thy bed and walk. And asked them him, what man which Oh, well, let me see. I'm not really further than that. Well, let's get down to the 14th verse. Afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and said, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more. You hear that? Sin no more. Lisa, word thing come upon you. The man departed and told the Jews Jesus, which had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute it. Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done this thing on a Sabbath day. Why? Because it used to be that a person would be killed if they gathered up manna on a Sabbath day. But see, that's to enrich yourself, not understanding the scriptures. Enriching yourself, making money, making things that's going to prosper you is wrong on the Sabbath day. You should be resting, but it's nothing wrong they help somebody on the Sabbath day. In other words, to bless them. Because when you bless them, God will bless you. It's all in the hiding of things. Here you are doing something good and that people can't see it, but God does. When you do something like that, God rewards you openly from your secret things that you're doing for somebody else. But Jesus answered them, my father worked, hitherto I work. Therefore, the Jews sought more to kill him because they, not only had he broken the Sabbath, but now he said that God was his father, making him equal with God. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. For whatever things he does, these also does the son likewise. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that himself does. And he that and he will show him, now listen to this, greater works than these that you may marvel. In other words, he wasn't just talking about here we will do greater works in the end, but he was talking to what Jesus was getting ready to do. The longer Jesus was here, the stronger he became, the more that the light that comes down from heaven, which comes down at a certain time, and sometimes it feels like electricity. Sometimes it feels like uh, a warmth or a heat. But there are times when this comes down. And you, if you put yourself in the position, you shall receive it. But you can't put yourself in the, re in the position if you're lying, stealing, 
killing, destroying, doing everything that the world does and not what the Father does. The Father restores life. The devil destroys life. The Father builds things. The devil destroys things. So if you're destroying your marriage or your relationships and stuff, that's not God. And you're going to have to give an account. The Bible says that we have to give an account for every idol. That means useless. Every idol word that you say. Well, I was just playing. No, you said it was in your heart. This is why you have to. I'm trying to tell y'all. God is God is closer to Kansas City than in, in the rest of the world than they can imagine. All this stuff that's happening is that's it. God the Father is the one who's doing it. He wants people to turn back to him and receive the truth of the word. The word is that God really do loves us, but he has to whoop us sometimes to get us in shape. For it says here, the uh, 20th, 20th verse, for the Father loves the Son and shows him all things himself, as I would say, we just got the reading, so that he show him greater works than these, that you that you may be surprised. For the Father raised up the dead and quickens them, even so the Son quickens whom he will. For the Father judges no man, but has committed all judgment into the Son. Now what you need to do is go back and read. This is why you have to know your scriptures. Go back and read Psalms, the second chapter, where it says, why does the heathen rage and imagine a vain thing against uh the father and his son or his anointed. In other words, listen, there is a time of judgment coming. You want to make sure you're on the right side of the fence when you get judged. Well, he said, uh, he, he said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. He said, lukewarm, that's in the book of Revelation, I'll spew you out of my mouth. He's telling us right then, getting us prepared. Listen, there's going to be a time the judgment seat is coming. People are saying, is it the four horsemen walking out now? No, the four horsemen is not out riding now. You heard it from me. And you're saying, well, how do you know? The Bible is always right and everybody else is wrong. When it says that the, when it says for the come up hither, which is also interpreted as the rapture, then all these things happen. The church has not been taken out. And the Bible says also that that he that let us be taken out of the way, the Holy Spirit is not taken out of here yet. It's still here. And you who are saved and ready, prepared to go, as a twinkling of the eye, it says your body will be changed. And we'll be out of here and meet the Lord in the air. Have we left here yet? Have we met the Lord in the air yet? I'm trying to tell you. Believe the Bible. And not everybody's interpretation of the Bible. All right. Then it says, Well, the Father judges no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honors not the Son honors not the Father, which has sent him. Now, what is he talking about? Let me give you an understanding. The Son represents the Word. That's why it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God the Father has the Word, and the Word is his Son. And if you honor the Son, you honor the Father. If you dishonor the Word, you dishonor the Father. 
Now, the 24th says, Verily I say unto you, He that hears my word, see, I'm trying to get you back to the word, and believeth on him that sent me, has everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but pass from death unto life. Well, verily, verily, and another word for verily, verily, truly God, truly God, I say unto you, the hour is coming, now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear it shall live. For the Lord has, uh, as the Father has life in himself, so he gives unto the Son to have life in himself, and has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. In other words, Jesus couldn't truly judge persons unless he felt the same emotions and same temptations and everything that man does. So he is the son of God, but he's also the son of man. You, as the children of God, you have a body, but that's the son of man, Adam. That's what it means. Man is another word for Adam and means mankind. But when you're born again, you're born again of your spirit. That's why it says when you pass, your spirit goes back to God. So it's the body that you got to crucify the inordinate affections of it. You have to fight it until, until, they say, until death do you part. Get up every morning and say, I'm going to be a winner, not a loser. And that's what happens to most people. They don't believe they can win. They, they accept being a loser. The devil lies to them, tells them, yep. You're a loser. You'll, ne- you'll never be anything. God doesn't love you. You just think he does. Look at all the things you've done. So anytime the devil got getting into your mind, look what have you have sacrificed or what have you done for other people. Get that thing out of your mind. Knowing it's an attack of the devil, he needs to crucify it. Then it says in the 28th verse, it says, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, and which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice, and they shall come forth. They shall, those that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and those that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Has that happened yet? Have you went out to the graveyard and see the graves have been opened up? I'm trying to tell you, the four horsemen are not riding, okay? I, I can't of my own self do nothing as I here I judge, and my judgment are just, because I seek not my own will, but the will, get it? The will of my Father, which sent me. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is not another that bears witness of me, and I know that the witness that he witnessed of me is true. You sent you sent unto John, and he bare witness unto the truth. What is the truth? The word of God. The word of God. When you read those things, you may not uh, understand it right away, but the more it puts in you, it's just like you're a computer because you're born again. Now, everybody else is going to get this, but because you are born again, your mindset has been changed. You have a different thought pattern, and those thought patterns, is how God operates with you. There's some more I love to teach, but I can't go into the spiritual realm because you have not been prepared for it. We've been taught wrong for years, for years, for years. You hear me? 
but you can go back and start reading and the Holy Spirit is going to give you an understanding that you had not had before. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Read the word. You got plenty of time now. People ain't working. You got time to study the word and watch what the word will do for you. As you claim and put your press press in, press in of saying these things and believing, believing that you're going to receive them, then you'll see God move. All right. Then it says, 31, if I bear uh, witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another that bears witness of me. What are you talking about? What God said, he sent this man from heaven named John. And John bear witness that he, Jesus was the Lamb of God. In other words, he is the true word. Now, Jesus has been going forth. He's been uh, doing miracles and stuff, but he keeps hiding himself. God does that so that if you really want him, you'll really seek him with your whole heart. That's why, John, I mean, uh, David, he said he was, uh, God said he was a man after his own heart. In other words, he didn't let nothing get in his way to disturb him from God. And when he messed up, he hurried up and repented. Didn't try to cover it up and stuff, and that's what most people do. So I'm trying to tell you, you that have anger issues, think about what's happening. You're not only affecting your situation, you're affecting your family, your friends, all these people you're getting involved. So that means they're not happy. God wants his people to be happy. Even when you're going through problems, he wants you to be happy because the devil hates you to be happy. And God is the opposite of what the devil is or the devil is the opposite of what God is. So I'm trying to tell you, stop arguing, stop fussing, stop fighting. Because eventually the devil gets in charge and he's going to whoop you. He's going to whoop you and he's not going to stop until he gets the last drop of blood out of you. If you have to go to jail, if you have to get shot, if you have to get stabbed, you have to be in the hospital, the devil's just grinning and laughing at you. But if you grin and laugh at him instead of let your flesh or your ego take charge, then God can bless you that you'll be blessed going in, blessed going out. And there's people that say, well, I don't believe in God. You know what the Bible says? The fool says in his heart, there is no God. But another interpretation is the fool says, I don't want God in my life because I have to give him an account. And they think, well, by me not believing there is no God, I don't have to give him an account. You still going to give an account. Don't be, don't be close. It makes me a little angry myself. And I'm nobody. So you can imagine what God feels like. You said, say he doesn't exist and he doesn't bless you. Oh, boy. <laughs> As I say, there is a whooping coming. All right. And then you'll be crying out. And then you remember Psalms 2 where it says, when they start crying out to God, he'll start laughing at you. In your time of turmoil, he'll laugh at you. You rejected me. I'm going to reject you. You better learn to obey God and stay on your you're on your knees and realize that he's the one that supplies everything. He's the one that supplies all of your needs. He's the one that gives you the breath to, to breathe. Because look at all these people in the hospital. And most of it is because they can't breathe. Can you imagine can't breathing? Why? 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 Fight against God. You can't win. I'm telling you. All right. Let's keep on going. 34, but I received not the testimony from men, 
but these things I say that you might be saved. Saved from what? Saved from going to hell? Saved from the problems that's going to come up on this earth? Saved from being beaten? For Because the devil's going to beat you. This is his house, and you live in his household. We are only pilgrims passing through. As long as we don't do what the devil says, then we got it made. We just pass on through. We smile and say, devil, you can't do nothing to me. Jesus got me. He saved me. And what do you mean by say? He's the one who gave me the word that I'll be able to eat, that I have understanding and know how to fight back. Then it says 35, he was a burning and shining light. What does that mean? It's talking about John the Baptist. And what it meant was he gave us wisdom and understanding about the word of God. And you will be willing for a season to rejoice in his understanding. See, I changed the word uh, light to understanding. Because Hebrew words have sometimes 10 different words, what it means. And it's the way it is interpreted is to hide it. But if you get the understanding, that's why it says wisdom is the principal thing. But with all you're getting, get an understanding. When you get to understand that the word is hiding things, that after a while you get to reading it and you get the understanding, it makes so much sense. But I have a greater witness, the 36, but I have a greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father has given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. A lot of times people be looking at miracles and stuff, and they don't think about God is is uh, blessing that person, honoring that person, that he is in that person. Well, the devil can do miracles, not like raising the dead, <laughs> Healing the sick? No. He can do miracles like get you money. Yeah, if I, if I bet on this certain number, yeah, Lord, will you help me? No, it's the devil that can help you and say, yeah, you got this number and I'm going to give you the, this money here. Well, see the miracle that happened? Listen, it's fake miracles. Fake miracles. All right? So that's why you have to see, stick with the word. The word will tell you what is true and what is false. Then it says, and the Father himself, which has sent me, has borne witness of me. And you have never heard his voice at any time, nor saw his shape. A lot of times you hear people say, well, God the Father has told me this, and God the Father. No, you have talked to the Son. You hear me? Because all judgment is given to the Son. That's why I had to go back here and read the five. To let you understand, everything comes from the Son. But who is the Son? The Son is the Word of God. He is the Torah, according to the Jews. Torah. He is the Torah. He is the one that gives us understanding through the writings and through the prophets and stuff. Nothing happens on this earth without, first of all, God gives his prophets our prophetess so that they can warn us of what's getting ready to happen. Yes, we were warned. There were people like Tracy... Uh, Tracy Cook, uh, this uh, woman prophetess, had this known before this even happened. But people didn't listen. They didn't listen. And then when something happened, first, the devil did it. The devil did it. Listen, it's God's doing it because of what we did. Repent. Stop being angry at people. Stop cussing at people. Stop thinking, well, God, accept whatever I'm doing. He's me and the man upstairs okay. No, you and the man upstairs ain't up okay. You don't have no respect. 
You have no reverence for him. If you did, you'd be scared to say something like that. That's why it says wisdom, knowledge, and understanding starts with the fear of God, the reverence of God. When you go before uh, a dictator, a king that's a dictator, and you know he'll kill you just if you say the wrong word, you'd be scared. Why not be scared of the man, of the, the being that created all of the universes, stronger than any king? This is why you better read the word and obey it. All right, let's keep on going. This is the 38. It says, you have, uh, you have not his word abiding in you, from whom he sent him, uh, sent you, believe not. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, but they which testify of me. It's the word. The word was talking about himself, but they didn't recognize him. He thought he was just a person. And you will not come unto me that you might have life. Go to the word and receive it and obey it. Not just be a hearer of the word, but be a, be a, a doer of the word. I, I receive not honor from men, but I know you, and you have not the love of God in you. Now, this is the word saying this. You know, if you ain't obeying the word, you ain't obeying the will, you don't really have the love of God in you. I come in you in my Father's name or authority, and you receive me not. If another shall come in, my, in his own name, him you will receive. How can we believe which receive honor from one another and seek not the honor that comes from God? Only, not men and God, only from God. Do you not think I am accuse you to the Father? There is one that accuse you, even Moses, in whom you trust or you have your hope. What is Moses? It means he was the lawgiver. He's the one who said, if you will do this, then God will do that for you. He blesses you as you obey the word, as you obey the law, or the, actually it's called instructions. You know, we call it the Ten Commandments or Ten Laws, but it actually means instructions. If you obey the instructions, the instructions will bless you because it is a person. And who is that person? Jesus himself. Or number 46, for you, if you had believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you'll believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? In other words, he said, this is what I want you to understand. This is how life is. It's not. Afraid of this planet. This planet is, 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 you might as well say it's a jail cell. But you can be, just like Joseph when he was in jail, you can be in charge of the place by obeying the word of God. Now I'm going to open up the mic for a little bit for anybody who wants to call in or anything, have anything they would like to say. This is the time. As I said, I went through five because I want you to understand miracles do happen. People do get delivered. Demons are still cast out of people. They said, well, it ended when the uh, the last apostle died. It did not, because there was another apostle right after him and other apostles. Did you not read in the Bible where when uh, Judas was gone? What did they do? They voted another apostle in. What did God do? He got another apostle. His name was Paul. And all through the Bible, there are other apostles. 
All right. And just in in, in the words of uh, that Paul wrote, he said, when the perfect comes, then that is that's imperfect will be done away with. Has the perfect come? They say, well, it's the Bible is perfect. Listen to all the different uh, different um, interpretations there are out there. So I'm trying to tell you, all the word is not fulfilled. It's getting close to being fulfilled. So learn the word. Learn what it's saying. Do you have anything to say there, uh, Dorothy? You know, I I like in the Old Testament where, and I think it's Deuteronomy, I'm not sure, where it says, I set before you blessings and cursings, and you choose, mm-hmm. you know, by your behavior. Well, that's a little paraphrase, but right. it, it's all, yeah, it's all mm-hmm. our choice. If we just be sad. The word is right and everybody else is wrong. That's right. Remember this. And some of these preachers, now I'm not, I'm a preacher myself, but I'm going to tell you, you have to learn to crucify some things. And those things that, that'll get you in trouble. I had a preacher call me up talking about he's watching porno and stuff. But there's a way of crucifying those things. That's why you have to understand about the time and season, what days that God sends in more of his light or more of his understanding how to destroy the works of the enemy. Uh, yeah. I remember uh, Bishop Jordan. He used to sing this song. The Bible is right and everybody else is wrong. He said, I told you once, I told you twice. You never get to heaven with a girlfriend and a wife. Bible is right. <laughs> That's cute. All right. That's cute. Anybody out there? Oh, yes, we have a question. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Daniel. Let's see. Daniel, is that you? Yes. Hey. Yes, it is. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yes, sir. Okay. Everyone, I'd like to say, Dorothy, it's good to hear you, and you sound very good. And the the radio show, yes, the radio show has been going very well so far. And I just, kind of the last thing you have been saying, this might not be on topic, I tried, is uh, it reminded me of St. Mark, <clears throat> the uh, 11th chapter. And uh-huh. it, yes, sir. So it, um, where at the 11th chapter and starting at the 27th verse to the end, and it's pretty much talking about, uh, you know, Jesus, he's kind of in the temple and things, and he's, uh, the Pharisees and the scribes and elders are asking him, by whose authority are you doing this? That You know, how are you doing these things? And Jesus, you know, says he answered them well with a question. And then he said, if you answer my question, then I'll tell you. And he said, the baptism of John, was it from heaven or of men? Answer me. That, that's what the King James Bible says. And uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. so then he didn't even bring up his own self. He brought up, again, like you had said, how someone else bore witness of him. 
He didn't raise himself up. He was brought up. And so uh, then, it, you know, of course they did him dirty because they, you know, got smart and pretty much were figured out, well, we can't say if it was or it wasn't because either way, either he'll say, why didn't we believe him if we say it's by heaven? And if we say it's not, well, all the people knew that John was a prophet, so then they get in trouble. <laughs> and since they didn't, since they said they couldn't tell, then the Jesus in the red text he, here, he said, well, then neither do I tell you by what authority I do these things. I thought that was kind of kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot um, of people don't, don't want to believe that there are people that have the word of God in them that's talking by hearing the father speak or hearing the son speak. And because of that, that is the authority, the word, the word, the word. And like he said, if you can't answer my question, <laughs> neither can I answer, do I answer yours. Amen. So how you been doing? Doing good? The Lord's blessing? Are you asking me? Yep. Oh, well, yes. The Lord's been blessing me. He's been giving me strength through this COVID-19. I, uh, I've been kind of saddened, not actually, but, you know, some people I've seen, they've just really given into the fear um, of things going on. And I, you know, I haven't been afraid about this at all, actually. You know, I personally have had other mm-hmm. stuff going on. I just, uh, I thank the Lord about that. And some people are Christians, and I say, well, don't you believe God will help you, or if you do get sick, heal you? Other than that, no, the Lord's really been blessing me and renewing my faith in him, and uh, I can't complain. Amen. You know, with these things that's coming up now, you know, we're a nation that that God has his eyes on us. We're like a second Israel. And he's been blessing us, blessing us, blessing us, and we're rebelling against him, steady rebelling against him until, look what's going on now. The uh, Hollywood is shut down. <laughs> or as some people call it, Hollywood is shut down. Who thought that could happen? Or uh, people who are billionaires losing money now because their business has been shut down. Who thought that could happen? Only one being could do that, the one who created the heaven and the earth. <laughs> but as I say, I hate to tell people this, but it's going to get worse. But those that know their God, they'll know the word of God. They'll be able to survive where it says that you can pray over your water and it'll multiply. You can pray over your food and it'll multiply. Whatever you need, you can pray over and God can multiply. If he can multiply the bread, if he can multiply the oil, he can multiply whatever you need. He can even have the birds bring you food. That's why you have to go back and read the scriptures. And when it says, well, I don't believe in the Old Testament. The Old Testament is where the New Testament came out of. Go back and read the Old Testament, and you can see where the miracles that Jesus even did, walking on the water, calming the sea, uh, uh, that all came from the Old Testament. So this is why we have to study. 
All right. Do you have any other questions? Well, yes. So um, how you were just talking about that, I had been uh, trying to decide. I spend a lot of time in the Psalms, and I feel that I'm pretty much in a line with that, that whole kind of thought that's going in there. And I was thinking, so what's more important? if I can even say it that way, um, because I have looked into some rabbis, um, Orthodox rabbis, and, you know, they teach on the scriptures in a completely different way than I had ever heard before. You know, they, they live in and breathe Torah every day. Um, but they don't, I guess they don't believe in the New Testament but I know that it did come from that. So what's more important to study, the Old Testament or the New Testament? It's both are important to study or to read. But as I said, the Old Testament has everything that the New Testament has in there and more. Because, you know, when Jesus said that, uh, come learn of me, he made it clear, come learn of me. I am meek and lowly. In other words, the, what he taught humbles us to make us uh, people who are love one another instead of hating each other. The word of God did not tell us to go out. If you read it, say, did Jesus tell us to go out and kill your enemies and stuff? He said, love your enemies. But here's the thing. When he said, love your enemies, he was talking about children of God. He was not talking about children of the devil. That's where people mess up. They talk about, well, we're supposed to love one another. No. Jesus saw, called some of them, you're your father, the devil. He didn't love them. And then there's the other part where, uh, as I say, you got to really seek the word and see what the word says, not what you feel or your, uh, your desires. Most of the time, your desires is what gets you in trouble. The thing is, Fear is a desire too. Don't be fearful. When the when the angels always show up and said, "Fear not, fear not, fear not," all through the Bible, the Old Testament, fear not. And so, God doesn't keep printing something over and over again if He doesn't want you to know that. He said, "The only fear you should have is the fear of God, and the only fear about that is that you miss Him and don't do what He tells you to do." So if you're fearful about missing what God wants you to do and you stay humble, you won't miss him. You will not miss him. He will take care of everything you need. Do you have anything else, Daniel, before I let you go? No, that answers everything. All right. I'm so glad to hear from you. I'll be glad to see you right now. As you know, the church is closed. We're not having no service until... After the law of the land, these people say, well, let's, will God tell them? No, the law of the land is what he said, obey the law of the land. He also, they're saying, well, let's have service anyway. Well, several of my friends went on and had service, service and seven of them are sick now with the virus. Well, God's word says that do not fail to assemble yourself, but you got to know the whole thing. It says, do not put God to the test. There was 
Jesus on the temple, Satan on the temple. Satan told Jesus to jump off, and he quoted him scripture, Psalms 91, that the angels would protect him and everything. And Jesus turned back to him and said, you shall not tempt or test or put into the test the Lord our God. And that's why I'm telling you people now, don't go out and talk about, well, we got to obey God. Obey God says obey the law of the land if it doesn't uh, uh, go against his law. And as I said, I've got one friend that died from it now, and several of them are sick from this uh, this virus and stuff. Well, I want y'all to know, I feel good and healthy because <laughs> and I love people, but uh, I got a little stop between us and until God says with the, with the law of the land, go back to church. And I'll be going back. In the meantime, we can talk and fellowship over the phone. I don't know why people think you can't talk over the phone and the spirit not move. The spirit has no limitations. He can operate anywhere and cause miracles to happen everywhere. Just like now, all this that fell down at the same time, there's no way no human could have thought about doing this. It had to be a spiritual thing that came into their mind and showed them how to do it. And as I told you, God is trying to get us to repent. All right. Well, there's anybody else out there? Good talking to you, Daniel. Anyone out there? I don't see anyone else. Um, okay. You know, I've been thinking this COVID-19 is, is a fleshly manifestation of a spiritual thing, a spiritual attack. You know, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of times we divide it in our heads. Well, this is a spiritual attack, and this is the flesh. But it it's really, most of the times, intertwined, isn't it? Yeah, because first of all, everything comes from the spiritual realm first. Then it comes down here to the natural realm. Now, these people had been experimenting with this uh, different viruses. That's why every, if you look, go back in history, about every two years, you hear another virus up, another virus. It's getting worse and worse and worse. All right? So they have a, a group, and they know it's true what I'm getting ready to say. Uh, they call them the Illuminatias, or they even have another name, the Deep deep State and stuff like that. They have a, a thing that used to be in Georgia. They You can still find it on the internet. Where it says, this man put it up, I think his name was J.R. Church. And the thing said in different languages that we cannot control the world until we kill 7.5 billion people and we can control 500 500 million. So what is that trying to tell you? This stuff is not only natural, but spiritual. And as Dorothy just said, it's both. So get Get by everything's got to start from above. So what what I'm trying to tell you, the more you know the word of God, the stronger you will be. That's why in the book of Daniel it says, The wicked in the last days, the wicked would do wickeder, but those that know their God will do great exploits or great miracles because we know what the word says and we believe it. You know, people say, Well, God knows my heart. The Bible says the heart is wicked. God understands me. 
he understands that if you don't turn around, you're going to a destruction. That's what he understands. And he's steady telling you, turn, turn, turn. If you look at your house now, and if you look at your kids, and you don't love them, something's wrong. If you look at people that's in your house, and you don't love them, something's wrong. So what is it? You don't have the love of God in you. You got the love of, of Satan in you, and you need to change. And all it, all it takes is a, a second to change your thoughts. I'm so mad I could kill somebody. So many people have said that and did that and look at them now in prison. If they could just thought about it another second and took a deep breath and didn't do it, they wouldn't be in the prison. I'm trying to tell you, God talks from heaven. And he's willing to change us if we're willing to listen. All right. Is anybody else out there to ask questions? Yes. Area code 404. I just opened your mic. Uh, good evening, everyone. This is Wow. Uh, good evening. How you doing? I'm blessed, sir. How about yourself? Well, I'm strong in the Lord. <laughs> good, good. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I have a question regarding gifts. Is it your okay. contention that that everyone uh, has gifts? And I read First Corinthians, First Corinthians seven seven. For I wish that all men were even as myself, but each one has his own gift from God. One in this manner, and another in that. So, is your contention that everyone has? Uh, they all that we're all given gifts, and then the second part of that is, I I understand that you said you know the devil has fake miracles, but we have like uh, where I live, there's a lot of um, healing type individuals or claim to be healing with uh, spiritual uh, rocks and chants and all that good stuff, and um, you know people go to them. And support them And I believe they feel that they're healed uh, So if it that That person was born with the gift of healing um, But that they're not Pursuing uh, God Or they're being led by the devil or Just want to get your opinion on that So the first part of that Is that you feel if we That we all are given uh, Some sort of gift And then uh, if that gift You're born with that gift can it be used by faith? Uh, okay, now first of all, you got to understand what that was talking about. Let's go back to that what you just asked. That was not talking about gifts as you were, or the, as you you were looking at it. So it says, for once I would that all men were gifts, even as myself. But every man has his gift, his proper gift of God. After uh, see. One after this manner and another after that. Then read the next part. And I said, therefore, unto the unmarried widows, it is good for them if they would abide even as I. But if you can't abide, uh, can't contain, let them marry. For it's better to marry than it is to burn. What it's talking about is people that were uh, single and stuff, and that some people can be a eunuch, and other people cannot. There's some men that, uh, you know, they don't lust after women. Everybody thinks every man lusts after women, but that's not true. 
It's just like with policy. I wish that everybody was like myself, being able to, mm-hmm. to hold off. So that's what he's okay. talking about. But it's talking about uh, about the stones and stuff, like you was asking. Um, see, God said back in the Old Testament, He said, "I'll allow certain miracles to happen to confuse you to see if you if you really going to serve Me. And if they tell you to serve another God, then you should know. Then it's not this is not of the Most High God." Now it's, it's talking about spiritual gifts. Let's go to First. Uh, and the first uh, Corinthians in the twelfth chapter. Now this is talking about spiritual gifts. It makes it very clear. It says, "Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, that I would not have you be ignorant, that you know that you were Gentiles carried away until these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaketh, huh?" that no man speaketh by the Spirit of God called Jesus the curse, and that no man can say Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. We're talking about spiritual stuff. And then if you read on farther, there's nine spiritual gifts. Once you're born again, you will have one of those nine gifts. Also, you get another gift that it's not talked about there, but it's written in the other part, that you would get the mind of Christ. That's why Say, uh, well, it says we have the mind of Christ. In other words, your thinking is different than the uh, earthly beings of this world. You get another rewired in your mind. And as it's a spiritual thing. So that's why I was saying that uh, when you start to understand there are certain times and seasons that things come down from heaven, which is uh, is spiritual and spiritual is another word for understanding another way of understanding why he said my ways are not your ways my thoughts not your way lean not to your own understanding but acknowledge me in all thy ways see all these telling us spiritual guys spiritual people don't think the same when it says judge not that's in uh, matthew the seventh chapter judge not at least you be judged but then it tells you in corinthians where First Corinthians, where it talks about those that are spiritual, judges all things, and he himself is not judged by no man. And then when we read uh, earlier, uh, Mark, the fifth chapter, it talks about that he said that my judgment is right because I don't judge out of myself. I judge out of the will of the Father. Who is the will of the Father? The Word of God. So that's why all this stuff is here to teach us how to change our thoughts our lifestyle, but it's a spiritual thing. If you don't have it, you won't get it until you surrender and say, Lord, I give up. I need you. Just like our prayer life. A lot of times people are praying and don't realize they're not praying the way God's will is. The Bible tells us very clearly, it says, when it says, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Will, will. What is the will? The will is the word for thought. Or another word is hand. That's the Hebrew word, hand, or thought, which means whatever God thinks, that's what he speaks, and that's what he wants to occur. That's why we call it thought, speak, and action. So when when we pray, we're supposed to be asking for God's instructions. How do I know? Because the rest of the Bible says, it says, give us this day our daily 
bread are daily instruction. And when we hear that, here he's, Jesus said, I don't do nothing but what I hear my father say or my father do. Listening for the instructions. And that's what you do. Okay, did I answer your question about uh, 1 Corinthians, the 7th chapter? Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I read that earlier, and I got that. Then the other part of that question is, uh, like... I'm not hearing you very well. Okay, is that better? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh, um, Yeah, I was saying thank you for that. I read that earlier. I understand about uh, 1 Corinthians. Then the other part of my question is uh, regarding people that you know, go to other people for healing, like they use rocks and chants and stuff like that. Are those people that are doing the healing, are are they gifted from God? They use that uh, gift, uh, okay. uh, you know, did on you their own the and not. Did you hear the part of what I was saying, that God allowed things to happen? It came out of the Old Testament to prove the people yes. see if they really tr- truly love God or trust God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So as I said, everything is in the in the 66 book. And one of those things is that, you know, these people that uh, that uh, give rocks and stuff, that's just something that God allows them to do just to put people to the test. As I say, life is nothing but a test. That's all it is. If people stop getting confused that, that this is uh, this is something that it's like a, uh, I'm living in this the the uh, what they call it the uh, the cares of this world versus this is just a test. Get through the test, get home. Okay. Did I answer your question? Yeah, you you did. I think what you're saying is if if someone would seek healing in that manner, God would let it happen, so that person. Uh, would be going, you know, that person would be tested because the word yeah. says that the healing actually comes from God. But if they're pursuing, you know, a healer with the rocks and the chant and all that other stuff, he may allow that to happen because that the person that's getting healed or seeking healing is the one that's ultimately being tested. Correct? That's right. Right. Okay. And okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You have any more questions? No, sir, I'm good. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. Well, tell Amber I say hello, and thanks for you calling here, and y'all be blessed. Thank you, sir. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Is there anybody else on the in the air right now? No one has their hand up, but add something to the test thing. I have noticed uh-huh. in my life that when I fail a test, it gets repeated <laughs> till I get it, you know. And it gets harder so just too. to let people know. Yeah. Someone just put it their hand up. Let me open that mic. Okay. Area code seven six zero. Your mic is open. Hello, how's everybody doing? Doing great. How you doing? Awesome, awesome. This is Donnie from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh we're just calling with a question. I was looking at Luke ten fifty. 1019, and it basically says, Behold, I give you authority and power over over the enemy. And when I now, literally read that, 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 Luke 1019. Okay, let me 
turn to it. Luke 10:19. Okay. I am there. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. To me, that's a very powerful scripture, and the Lord has given us as saints spiritual authority over darkness. However, when I look at the darkness that is covering this world right now, it seems to me that the church is not standing up and standing on that verse. And why do you think that is the that is the uh, issue? And I'm going to hang up and listen. Okay. Uh, I want you to tell them where your church is and everything in the address. Yes. Uh, again, my name is uh, Donnie Williams. I'm a pastor at Liberation Freedom Ministry. And our uh, website is www.liberationfreedomministry.com. And all of our info is on there. Appreciate it. And you're located where? In Atlanta, Georgia. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Yeah. All right. Let's look at what that, that question is. Why? Because, see, a lot of times, as I said, we got to read a little bit above and a little bit below. And God always, uh, he always has things more than one time. All right? So up above on the 17th verse, it says, And the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name or through thy authority. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan, which means the adversary, and his lightning falling from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread upon uh, serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you, notwithstanding or hate. Pay attention. In this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather because your name is written in heaven. Now, if you keep on reading, it says, when Jesus said, you must eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, they said, oh, that's too hard for us to understand. And they walked away from Jesus and walked with, away from him and never walked with him again. That's the same thing what people are still doing. A lot of times people are saying they believe in God, they trust in God, but actually they don't. And here's it is. Here's, these were, those 70 were actually apostles. So that means Jesus had 82 apostles at one time and 70 of them walked away. Well, why did it say 70? Why did it make it clear that it was 70? Because the the number 70 represented the Gentile nations, okay? Which means all the different uh, races and stuff, everything that uh, different kind of mankind was up on the thing. But there was one mankind that stood out different, and that was the 12. Yeah, they were called Jews, but actually they were 12 of, of one tribe, over one man. That's what the Bible's trying to do is get us into one accord. So when a lot of people will read these things, they have no understanding. They have no feeling toward that. That is not a part of them. If it's something that tickles their ears and they love to hear it, oh, yeah, no problem. But if it hurts their feelings and stuff, oh, I don't want that. And that's what they did with Jesus, and that's what they're doing today. People, are, uh, when the Bible says fear not, fear not, fear not, if they're not truly of God, they're going to fear. They're going to fear. And so that's why we as the children of God, we're here to help them come back to the fold if they want to. 
If they don't, we let them go and look for new people who wants to be saved, who wants to walk with the word of God, who really wants the understanding of how the kingdom of God works. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was hoping you'd still be there, but I could ask. Oh, yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here. Oh, okay. Did I answer your yeah, question? Uh, well, yeah, uh, but my question, I guess the, the direct question I, I'm trying to ask is people like you and I and other people on the line that are Christian, born again Christians, we have that same authority. And, uh, yeah. uh, and so when I look at a lot of the churches today, it doesn't seem like to me that the churches are utilizing that authority. And my question is, why do you think that the churches are not walking in the authority that God has given us to fight the enemy, to fight darkness? Because they're not really with us. I don't care what kind of church they are or how much they can quote scriptures and stuff. They're not all with us. Either you're with Mm. us or against us. And a lot of times, you know, when they read this scripture here and they say, well, I believe it. But they don't really believe it. That man told us, remember when he was talking about his son, he prayed, he wanted uh, his son to be healed. He, Jesus asked him, do you right. believe? He said, yes, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Gotcha. And that's the way most churches are. They're not believing. Back in the old days, oh, man, they were believing so much, even the buildings would shake when they get to praying. So much might and power was in the church because people believed in. But now, oh no, if if it ain't making me money, like you know, you hear a lot of these churches, uh, name it and claim it. I need money. I need this. I need that. They take God as a genie, and He is not. He has feelings. He has emotions, and he. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying, a lot of people that you'll look at, they're not with us. They don't think the yeah. same way we do. So that's the reason okay, got it. they're not with us. Mm. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate your answer. Thank you, sir. Uh-huh. I appreciate your answer. You answered me, so thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Hopefully your church will be open, and uh, we'll start to see miracles again. <laughs> Amen. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it myself. All right. As I said, this is Donnie Williams in Atlanta, Georgia. So if you live anywhere in the Georgia area, contact the church. is Liberation Freedom. It's actually located in Tucker. So y'all have a blessed day down there. All right. Anybody else have any questions? Okay. Let's give them a minute. Okay. No hands up yet. All right. Well, I'm glad for the ones that called in that had excellent questions and stuff. Especially that part about why people don't do the same, because they're not with us. That's why you have to read what Jesus said. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, will enter into my kingdom. But those who do the will of my Father. See, there's so many people in church that are just sitting in the way. But they've been in church 20 years. Yeah, and they've been away 20 years, too. But they, they claim well, the Lord. One thing I found in the nursing home, like I said, and even in the hospital, because I did mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, edifying and praying for people. 
And if they said they were a believer, that's how I treated them. And I didn't hold mm-hmm. back, you know. And uh, there was still a lot of fear. Yeah. That's because, as I tell you, everybody's not with us. That's why, we, you know, we we can't judge them. And that's because we don't know what level of, of faith they're on. And so they're living by their faith. That's why I tell people, you can't live by my faith and I can't live by yours. I had to develop my own faith, how God did me. And I mean, I had to go through some disappointments. I had to go through some backstabbing. I went through some stuff. But in the end, just like a uh, joke, God gave me more than I lost. And just like it says in the, um, Jeremiah, you know, I'll give you double for your trouble. You know, hey, I've been blessed. And people that walk in true faith, they will be blessed. And you, your faith will be challenged. That's the main thing. Understand, challenge is another word for test or road bump. And like you said earlier, you fail the test, you'll go back through it again. And each time it gets rougher. Uh, anybody else out there has any questions or comments? Well, I hope y'all understood about the fifth chapter about honoring the Father and the Son, and how are you honoring by obeying the Word? The Word is everything that'll get you through this uh, virus and everything else that's getting ready to happen. Also, a lot of people ain't paying attention, but we know we're getting more uh, earthquakes and stuff. The last on the last days, the Lord showed me there would be so many earthquakes there wouldn't be enough hospitals to take care of them. Now look at here. Here we got it all filled up with the virus, and here the earthquakes are coming right on behind there, and no telling what else is going to come. But people are going to, they're going to have to surrender to God. And praise God that the, he's given us a little bit more time to win more souls. Is that say, believe me, when the Holy Spirit gets taken out of here, when the church gets taken out of here, it says he who let it be taken out of the way, all hell's going to bust loose. If it's bad now, just think about when the Holy Spirit is taken out of here. It's going to be something that we, I, I pray that I'm out of here by that time. All right, let's continue on here. Anybody else out there before I go to John, the sixth chapter? No hands up. Okay. Let's go here. It says, after these things, Jesus went over to the Sea of Galilee, which was in the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because they saw, this is the reason they followed, because they saw the miracles which he did on them and there were, and their disease. In other words, they saw the signs and wonders. That's why they were following him. And Jesus went up into the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews were nigh. When Jesus, oh, let me talk about the the Passover here. Let me give y'all something about that right now. The the Passover is a certain time of the year. See, with Jewish calendar, they have a certain time that's going to happen every year. And during that time, because they understand there's eight days in that, there is a a beam that comes down from heaven at that time. It's It's a healing beam. 
is also uh, knowledge and understanding being. How do you get it? You want to know how to receive it? Just tell the Lord, Lord, I would love to receive this so I can do something for your people. Don't get it for yourself because that's why it says in the book of James that you pray, but you pray amiss. But at a certain time, that comes down and enters into the children of the Most High God. And that's why you'll know miracles will start getting stronger in y'all. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom will start working more in you. The nine gifts of the Spirit will start moving, operating more in you. You ain't got to do something. God has to do it. And he does it when he can trust you. The more he trusts you, the more he gives you. The more you give, then you give out. This is not for you to hold or somebody to pat you on the back. Boy, you really great. Let me see. Am I still on the air? Hey, yes, Dorothy? you are. You're still on the air. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I had my my mic muted. Oh, okay. Something came up on my computer here, and I wasn't sure I was still on. All right. So, as I said, about the uh, Passover, this is it. The time has started. As I said, uh, April the 7th and April the 8th, there was a shift in the spiritual atmosphere. So don't be surprised. You may feel heat in your body. You may feel electricity up on your body. It ain't the devil. It's God himself moving the blessings towards you that you may be able to bless somebody else. All right? So understand, every time you think about the Passover, don't just think about Jesus dying on the cross because the Passover was way before uh, the crucifixion. The crucifixion was just a complete representation of everything that God has been trying to tell the Hebrew people ever since he started them, that there would be the lamb, the lamb. That's why you hear him talk about the lamb of God more than anything, the lamb, okay? Let's get back here to John, the sixth chapter, and uh, the third of the fifth verse. And Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great multitude come after him. And he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? And he said, uh, and he said this to prove him or to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. As I told you, life is nothing but a test. <laughs> Get through this thing and go home. There's a reason I keep telling you, get through this test and go home. It ain't for everybody. Everybody's not God's child, okay? Philip answered him and said, 200 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, and Simon Peter's brother said to him, there's a lad here which had five barley loaves and two fishes, but what are there among so many? God already knew what he was going to do, Jesus, the word of God, because it was back in the Old Testament that he multiplied. What did he multiply? The widow that uh, who was under debt, they're getting ready to take her son, and what did they? he multiply? The oil. The oil. He multiplied 
uh, spiritual gifts. How do I know? There was Elijah, and he said, I would like to have double what Elijah had. And he got double, including bringing two people back to death, I mean, life instead of one. God is a multiplier. Then it says, and the Lord took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he uh, distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise the fish as much as they would. Now, here's the thing. How did he pray? Everything's so important about the word. You hear me? It's important about the word. Let me tell you how the Jews pray. They pray the same verses all the time for over 3,000 years. The, the blessing that they gave on, that, on the bread, he said, Blessed art thou, king of the universe, who bringeth forth grain from the earth. And he said, Blessed art thou, king of the universe, that bringeth forth fruit from the vine. So what he was doing, he was honoring the word that comes forth. What does the word do? He is king of the universe. He didn't say king of the earth. He didn't say king of heaven. He said of the universe, everything. And let you know, everything comes from the king. And the king brings forth the food. The king brings forth the fruit. The king brings forth love, joy, peace, and the Holy Ghost. The king, that's why we call him King Jesus, he is the king, and he's not just the king of the earth. He's the king of the universe. All right? So learning how to do things according to the word of God, then you you receive the blessing. Just like I talked about earlier about how to say about our father, which art in heaven. He said, hallowed be thy name. In other words, there's nobody above you. And then when he got down, he said, give us this day our daily bread, which means instruction. You don't be begging God for certain things. You ask him for instruction. Beg for the instruction, how to pray, how to say things, how to talk things. You don't think that the uh, our prophets or prophetess got it because of their own thoughts and brain. God had to put it in there. He tells things. And if we obey, and like, uh, what did I say? One of my bishops, Bishop Jordan, used to say, be like a polyparrot. If the Lord says, uh, Polly want a cracker? Then say, Polly want a cracker. Don't add nothing to it and don't take nothing away. Don't try to figure it out. Learn to flow in the spirit. That's another thing. People don't always flow in the spirit. They try to figure out things. Well, let me have this thought. Let me have. No. Flow in the spirit of God. Let him do the thinking. Well, that's why uh, Proverbs 3 and 5 says, lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all that way. And he will direct your path. Then it says, Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lay down in green pastures. He leads me side of still water. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. Where did it say you do anything? He does it. The thing is, you just got to be prepared to say the same thing he does or be prepared to receive what God has for you. Yes, you're going to go through some rough times. Yes, you're going to go through some bad times. But see, the trouble that you're going through is going to help you make you stronger, and you'll be able to help somebody else. So don't complain. The devil loves for you to be uh, sad and mad and all this and saying, why me, why me, why me? When the Lord says, why not you? Because you're somebody I can trust. You can go through the, 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 the distance. You can 
hang in there, pray, and believe that God's going to take care of it. This man was 38 years. I read that earlier. 38 years to suffer. But in the end, he got his. You notice there was a reason for 38 and not 40. Most everything is 40, 40 days, 40 nights, 40 years, 40 this. Why 38? Because he's letting you know. If you've been in, uh, going through turmoils and stuff, hey, before the 40th year, it will be taken care of. How do you know? Because I read the book. I believe what the book says. The book is the perfect example of God's thoughts. All right, let's keep going here. Then it says, uh, the 10th verse, and Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was a great, uh, there was much grass in the place. So men sat down and a number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed it to the disciples, and the disciples were, uh, that were down, sit down, and likewise the fish as much as they would. And when they when they were filled full, they said unto the disciples, gather up, he said unto the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. In other words, he doesn't, God doesn't throw away things. He wants to use everything that he can, even the grass. The grass would make it comfortable for them to sit upon to instead of sitting on rocks. Wherefore, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragment of five barley loaves, which remained over and above them that had eaten. You know, it's 12. What does 12 represent? Government. What does the, the government represent? The 12 apostles, okay? Then it says about the five loaves of bread. What does five represent? It represents uh, grace, all right? See, as you learn these things, it gets to be more and more understanding what what actually in the Hebrew letter is five means thought, speak, and action. So first of all, Jesus knew what he wanted to do. That was the thought. Then he spoke what he told them to do, sit down. He prayed over the food. And the action is that he fed them. Why? Because the bread multiplied, the fish multiplied. He knew the scriptures from the Old Testament. That's why I say it's important to know the Old Testament. And from that, and get an understanding, not just reading it, get an understanding. All right. Yes, Lord. Let me keep on going here. I didn't know it was going to be on this strong, but the Lord has given me a, a renewed interest because I have uh, three other broadcasts that I'm, I'm trying to be on at the same time. So I'm on, on Wednesdays, Thursdays, uh, every other Wednesday, Thursday, sometimes, out of Hawaii, out of my friend. Uh, Mark Rice, he's the pastor over there. Then there's uh, Friday night, which is uh, Facebook under Jesus Christ Teaching Ministries. And on Sunday, Facebook at 12 o'clock under Jesus Christ Ministries. You know I'm saying? Only God can give you strength when you know you're tired, but yet still he can renew your strength. All right, let's keep on going here. And uh, the 14th verse, and those men, when they had seen the miracles that Jesus did, said, this is of truth, that prophet that should come into the world. Now, the thing is, you notice what it says. This is that of a truth, that prophet that should come in the world. Where is that? 
you have to go back in the Old Testament where uh, Moses said, there will be a person like unto me, another prophet. And that's what he was talking about. All right. And this prophet, he'll, uh, he'll have an angel with him. And you have to read about that, what it says, all right? There's one angel that they walk, that has the name of God in him, and he does not forgive your sins. That's why you got to be very careful in what you say. But the scripture says that many have entertained angels unaware, but you don't know which angels, okay? Then it says, uh, 15, when Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again unto the mountain himself alone. And when and when evening had come now, his disciples went down into the sea and entered into a boat or ship and went over went over to the sea toward Capernaum, which and it was now dark and Jesus had was not with them. The reason you, you don't understand what it was all about, you have to read the other three accounts about the boat. You'll find that there was a little boat that was supposed to be left with Jesus. They already knew they was going over, okay? Then it says, and the sea arose by reason of the great wind that blew. And when they had rowed about five and 20 or 30 foot long, you'll see Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the ship. And they were afraid. And he said unto them, it is I, and what are the first three words he said? Be not afraid. Don't worry about the virus. If you if you die, you go to heaven. All right? That means you're probably your time is up. What about other people that die ahead of me? They died, and they, I feel alone. I feel deserted. Do you not know they passed over to the other side? They did not want to come back? You stop being selfish, trying to hold on to people. When they don't want to come back, they're happy there. They done finished their course. And some people finish their courses at different times. Some people's course here may be for five months. As a little baby, they might leave. Some people might be here for 120 years. That might be their whole course. I've seen people that are 120 years old. I know my own mother is uh, 70, I mean, 96 years old. So this is the thing. Leave people to God. God picks up who wants who he wants on and who he wants to leave down here. Okay? Let's keep on going. And they're willingly received on him to the ship. And immediately the ship was at the land wherever they went. And that day following day the day following when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw there was none other, both there the one where his disciples had entered and Jesus uh, went not with his disciples in the boat but that his disciples was gone away alone. How the earth that came the boat to Tiberias nigh unto the place where they were eating bread and the Lord after the Lord had given thanks. See the Lord God the Father for everything. You know uh uh, I have a, a person that helps me. We we thank each other all the time. Don't have to, but hey, it keeps you humble. 
I have a friend of mine. His name is uh, Ed. I used to know him down at, uh, what was the name of the church? Um, Clearwater. Clearwater Church. And every time we seen each other, we bowed toward each other. And everybody thinking, I'm trying to say I'm better than he or he better. It was just the opposite. We were saying we're not better than either one of us. If you have any questions, you push one and let you let us know that you're on the air and you want to ask any questions. All right. So let me finish this up here. Okay, that's sound that high. When the people saw that Jesus was not, oh, we already read that part. Well, that's it, 24. When the, when the people saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came over to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they could, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? The word rabbi means teacher. All right. And Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seeketh me, not because, not because you saw the miracles, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perished, but the meat which endures for everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you from him, has the Father, has God the Father sealed. In other words, he said, stop trying to get things that make yourself feel better but labor for the things that help other people. God said, I gave, I want you to give. And he was getting ready to give his greatest gift, his son. He wants us to learn to love one another, to give to one another, and stop being so selfish. As I say, you can stop the arguments and everything else if you would just crucify your ego. Then they said unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said, this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. Who is he? The word. The word. What is the word says? To love one another with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength like he wanted to do for you and do that for God. Love him more than you love anything. Put the word of God first, not second. Well, I got God in my life all the time first. No, if you did, you would be obeying the word of God, not just hearing it. Be a, not just a hearer, but a doer. All right. Of our fathers, we did eat mammon in the desert, as is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. What does the word mammon mean? What is it? That's what it is. It means what is it? So that's what they ate from heaven. All right. He shall did the other high. Okay, then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my Father gave you the true bread from heaven. In other words, instructions. For the bread, instructions of God, is he that comes down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. In other words, understanding, wisdom, knowledge, most important thing that God has given us. And if we learn that, and obey that and do that, it will change our lives. Well, I'm getting ready to close down right now, unless anybody else got some more questions to ask. And so we'll start with the uh, sixth chapter and the 34th verse next week. Uh, not next week, the week after.
Well, I'm giving you a chance. Anybody else has anything to say, Dorothy or anybody? No, nobody's got their hand up. Okay. Well, as I say, I'm, I'm glad that we're back on the air again. And I say, I'm looking forward, not next week, but the week after. And I'm hoping that the Lord will start opening the doors where we can travel again. But there's so many oh, people I'm that sure. need to. I don't, I don't see this lasting any more than the end of the month, the end of April. I really don't because... I think President Trump understands that if we don't open up soon, there will be no country left. You know, they just won't. So. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, and I, I have no clue. God ain't told me. <laughs> I sit up here and put it out for May the third that uh, I would be able to travel. Hopefully, I'll be down in Atlanta. But if God doesn't say, say so, we uh. I ain't doing nothing wrong. I love the word of God. <laughs> it says, be still and know that I am God. That's who he is. He's God <laughs> and I'm not. All right. Well, I'm so glad we're back and I'm glad you're doing better. And uh, well, seeing our sunlight getting ready to go down here and I would like to get out and give me some air today before it goes completely down. And so, till next time, then you have any, want to pray for the people? I suppose I'm a little short of breath right now, but I'll try. So. Okay. Father, Heavenly Father, our beloved one, our holy one, I lift our audience before you, those here now and those to come. And I ask you to increase their wisdom and their faith and their understanding and just draw them to you closer than ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So y'all be blessed. Let the face of the Lord shine on you. In other words, give you wisdom, understanding, and knowledge according to what she just said. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. I'll talk to you in two weeks. Okay. Pastor James. Good night.